Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock. And Bo got our first inaugural Bird Gang Blitz mailbag tonight. Got some questions from you, the audience. Can't wait to dive into them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably not the week uh, that you want to dive into them. There's a lot of people that are frustrated with the performance of this team at one and two. What's crazy, though, Johnny, and some people kind of lose sight of this before the season begins because, like, everybody's obviously optimistic about this team and hoping that they could have uh, bucked the trend at the end of last season that ended up just kind of burying them in that wild card round playoff game. But it's like the first three games of this season were against some pretty tough opponents. I know you look at the Raiders, they're 0-3. It's a decent team. Obviously, yeah. they're like the Cardinals were. The talent's there. You know, Are they going to get this, the scheme and the play necessary to compete and win football games? When you looked at that schedule out of the gates, you, you saw that 0-3 was a very real possibility. 1-2 and was a very real possibility. But I don't think people actually took into consideration what those losses potentially were going to look like and how you're going to react to them, and how frustrating it's going to be. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals still an opportunity to even the record out at 2-2 two and two and uh, continue to posture themselves for a decent position when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. You would hope so. Uh, you would hope that you're not buying into the press clippings that, you know, on numerous betting sites, Cliff Kingsbury has the best odds to be fired first <laughs> at plus 300. Uh, Matt Rule, the Cardinals opponent this weekend, plus 350. Uh, and that's where we're going to kick off this mailbag. This is from Stephen B. Smith at Stephen B. Smith 22 on Twitter, responding and asking Bo Brock, if we have a five-win season, give me your perceptions of the likelihood of either Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, and Vance Joseph getting canned. I'll start. Uh, if the Cardinals win five games, and it's not because of Kyler Murray getting hurt, God forbid, and just the, it's a slew of injuries and you chalk it up to a lost year, then Kyle Shanahan's had his fair share of uh, top five to ten draft picks because of derailed seasons because of injury. If that happened, I think everybody returns. Um, maybe, maybe Vance Joseph is kind of your your sacrificial lamb there. But if they if Kyler Murray's healthy for seventeen games, and we've talked about it, Bo Brock, and he's not progressing, and the team's not responding, and they win five games, I would guess. And we talked about it Sunday uh, off air. I would guess everybody gets fired. I would guess Michael Bidwell says this is not working. I made a mistake. I'm going to write some fat checks, some buyouts, Cliff. Kime, Vance, goodbye. Yeah, it's uh, I, I agree. I mean, I think as far as last season, zero heads rolling after how things fell apart and being able to say hey, progress is progress. We went from eight wins to 11 wins to a playoff appearance. We liked what we saw from Kyler when he was healthy. You know, you could you could make the excuse and, and use it as a crutch as far as DeAndre Hopkins and the rest of the injuries. I, I, I can see that, but you can't you know, can t- really take a couple steps backwards and, and, you know, really say no heads are going to roll for for what's what's happened. So you have to kind of really figure out who, who's going to be to blame for all this. And at this point, I mean, I, I would I would really be curious to see who Bidwell would would identify as the main cause for a huge, gigantic fall backwards. Um you know, would he finally kind of start to look 
at his guy and it, it, his is it, Steve Kime, who's been with him for so long and built this team and, and certainly hasn't really set them up for success outside of pivoting from Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray. It's uh, I, I don't know if, if Kime would be somebody who would be in the crosshairs of that, or if he would go to the head coach and Cliff Kingsbury and eat and absorb the rest of his extension. But uh, yeah, I mean, five wins is something where if no heads roll, this fan base will it'd be a mutiny. I mean, they they would not they would not accept that at this point. They barely accept yeah. an eleven win team that that wanted to run it back. Yeah, and you think about I, Michael Bidwell. I think genuinely believes this team is talented, like talented enough in the kind of forgotten NFC with a bunch of spare parts and misfit toys that that they should be able to be a playoff team. So. Even if I had to put a hierarchy on it, like Vance would be the first, obviously, because yeah. he was not assured an extension. Then Cliff, then Steve. I mean, Steve is immune until he's not, but he's been with the organization for 20, 20 plus years. Yeah, he's and Teflon. So, I, I heard an interesting thought from uh, one of my old colleagues, Jody Ayler, today on AM radio and Fox Sports 910 over there. And he, he thought that one of the things you might start to see for the first time and, and it could set up one of the coaches. And I think he was more, more talking about cliff or time here is if the, one of the players starts to speak out, mm-hmm. if there's a disgruntled employee there and, and is talking about, you know, the dysfunction as far as how they're, they're utilizing their personnel or how they're not utilizing, you know, an Isaiah Simmons or, and we, we really haven't in cliff's tenure. We haven't heard a peep of anybody having an issue with how cliff runs the ship there, despite how you know unhappy the fan base is with playing time. Well, he's very pro player, and yeah. we saw that in training camp to a fault this year when they had a country club experience that led to just not being prepared for the start against Kansas City. Uh, you know, offensively, you probably make that case for Rondell more. They don't move DeAndre Hopkins around, but I, I really think if you're not putting people in, in positions to be successful, you're looking at one person. That's Vance Joseph, and and the fact yeah. that he continues to. In, in my opinion, opinion of a lot of the fans butcher the development of, of key players where we're sold one thing in April when they draft them. And then in the fall, they're either MIA or they're playing a different position. They look completely confused. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, we're going to talk about it at nauseum this year until we don't, until it's resolved one way or the other. Isaiah Simmons, just, he's not a comfortable player. And that's unacceptable mm-hmm. for your year three player under the same coordinator. I mean, you can hold the player accountable and I get that, but... You know, Vance Joseph, I mean, he's getting head coaching interviews. He ought to be able to make the most out of a lot of this young talent. Now, you can make an argument, defensive line, pass rusher, they're missing some key spots. But, I mean, okay, those positions can suffer. You can blame Steve Kime, but they, they ought to have a really robust inside linebacking core, and they don't, yeah. and that's depressing. Makes me want to drink a couple Four Peaks, Bo Brock. <laughs> no doubt about it. And uh, if you're waking up with us, if you're making PHNX Cardinals and your first listen each and every day, we really appreciate it. Uh, gives you time to maybe make some plans to join us out there at Four Peaks for our Wednesday hang. The last Wednesday of the month, we'll be hanging out at Four Peaks. $3 kilt lifters, their flagship beer, $3 wow pounds, pints, uh, one of Johnny and myself's favorite beer from Four Peaks, and then, of course, the endless menu of beers. If you like IPAs, if you like something hazier, uh, they've got it for you. They've got their pumpkin porter, which is unreal. You can try it out, of course. You can eat some delicious food along the way while hanging out with the PHNX crew. Make sure you mention that you're hanging with us, and you'll get those special deal- deals on those incredible beers. you got to be 21 years or older 
and you of course want to enjoy responsibly. It's a Wednesday. Let's not t- get too crazy. Yeah, I get crazy on Sunday, and I use Underdog Fantasy to do it. We have played each of the first three NFL weekends. It has been fantastic. If you're not familiar, you can search in the App Store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX, and guess what? Underdog Fantasy, Bobrock, is going to double your first deposit up to $100. I did it the other day. Boom, 200 bucks in my account to dabble on whatever I liked. Hopefully make some money, take some of Saul Bookman's money in the process, our GM, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. And, and Bo Brock, I think you mentioned before the show, kind of hanging out and dabbling with uh, Underdog Fantasy on Twitter earlier. Yeah, it was Underdog. It was game time. And people are reaching out to us all about uh, different sponsors. And these aren't just uh, you know people that help us pay the bills. These are, these are apps and services that we use all the time. Four Peaks, one of my favorite beers. Great, delicious food there. And, and then Underdog is just, it's become a staple of what I'm checking each and every day, what games I can get into on that that given day, whether it's it's MLB, our guy, Derek Montilla, he won $1,000 just Damn. playing the games as far as MLB goes. And then each and every Sunday, it's me really trying to to come out with those bragging rights against Johnny Saul and, and Shane <laughs> Diefenbach. So, uh, yeah, Underdog, you got to check it out. It's going to be a new obsession for you. you like. There are days, Johnny, where I think, like, what did I do without Twitter? Like, how did I pass the time? And Underdog is creeping in as far as one of those things. Absolutely. Underdog is like the uh, – who has the best defensive line in the NFL right now? I, I don't want to say San Francisco. Um, <laughs> if I had to put the hierarchy on it, maybe Pittsburgh when when TJ Watt's healthy. Mm-hmm. They're the elite, and then there's yeah. the Cardinals. And that brings me to my next mailbag question. This is from Noah, Noah Rustin, at Rustin Noah. On Twitter, he asks, real question, what are the chances the Cards look to trade for some D-line help, a.k.a. Deron Payne, who has been made available, I guess, by the Washington Commanders? Once upon a time, high draft pick out of the University of Alabama. Seems like Washington, Bobrock, is always the team people link to trading young defensive linemen because they have a ton, they've hoarded a bunch, and mm-hmm. that team, just not very good. I mean, they've won as many games as the Cardinals, don't get me wrong. Payne, 320 Six foot three, I believe, was maybe a first or second round pick. Um, came into the league in 2018. Does a heck of a good job getting after the quarterback, uh, approaching 17 career sacks. Um, mm-hmm. And again, could the Cardinals make a move for somebody like that? Um, I'm not going to discount anything. And if if you ask me right now, Bull Brock, you know, if they made a trade midseason, what position it would be? I would flip a coin between outside linebacker and defensive lineman. Yeah, and that's because it's positions where. He- you would think the, the coaching staff doesn't need too much from them to, in order to gain that trust we keep hearing they need yeah. from these players. Like it, it's pretty, it's pretty simple what you need from a D lineman and a guy like Deron Payne already two sacks on the season. You know how he grades out it would be a career or team high for the Cardinals. Yeah, he would. He, well, he'd be tied with JJ Watt, but yeah, I, and, and somebody that you would want to potentially lock up. You know, for, in, in an extension, a multi-year extension, former first-round pick, thirteenth overall. Um, I think he would be great. It, it'd be a position that, you know, I felt's been a need ever since, you know, they let some guys walk. I mean, when was the last, like, like teeth of the defense, defensive tackle that they had that they could really kind of hang their hat on? Um, like, a, a, just a true dog like Darnell Dockett. It's been far too long. Yeah. I think Deron Payne, you know, I'm sure Washington fans still f- want more from the kid. 
but uh, he's got the talent to do it. And I think uh, I, I like what's going on with Matt Burke, their first-year defensive line coach. I think he would fit right in there. And with Rashard Lawrence being on the shelf indefinitely, we don't know for how long. Um, he hasn't been IR'd yet, but, you know, the team worked out two deep tackles today. They did. Uh, as we record. You know, I think it's it'd be a perfect opportunity. And at one and two, you know, they're, they're getting great pressure. I think Kyle Odegaard said that they lead the NFL in pressure rate. They're not getting home, but you still need that. Once you can – obviously, you want to bring in a corner. I just don't know if it, this team would trust any corners they would bring in. Uh, it's just going to have to get better internally with Antonio Hamilton potentially coming back and Trayvon Mullen developing. Uh, then, yeah, just get another dog in the middle of the defense and help hopefully fill the void from Rashard Lawrence. Yeah, I I would agree that I I think the corner back group is set for better or worse pending injury. I mean, Marco yeah. Wilson's playing a ton, as is Byron Murphy. You know, Byron's a free agent to be, but then you talk about you already made a trade, adding Mullen, and then they, Antonio Hamilton was going to start. So there, I mean, that's a foursome right there. Is it the best? No, but it's capable. I look at the defensive line. I've been you know preaching this for the better part of two and a half years. It's the least talented unit on the team. Maybe you could say outside linebacker now. Maybe. Uh, I, you know, I thought Marcus Golden was going to play better. I still think he will, Bo Brock. But the defensive line, you know, I had a chance. We talked about it. Brian Baldinger and I chatted up at, at you know, preseason training camp. And I just said, I don't think this defensive line's very good. And he's like, no, no, no. They're gonna, things are going to work out. Lawrence, Fotu. Lawrence was playing well. Lecky Fotu, to me, Bo Brock, looks slow. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not a starting defensive lineman. Zach Allen had a comeback-to-earth kind of game, had a, had a key missed tackle, got run over. Watt is Watt. But can you count on Watt to play 14 more games? I'm not sure you can. Um, and I think the Cardinals would be wise to invest in a mid-20s kind of player. It's the kind of move, dare say, that the New York Giants did. What was it last year or two years ago? Trading for Leonard Williams midseason, giving up, I think, a third-round pick, re-signing him. I mean, he's one of their better players. And, and they just got him for you know a song uh, against the fellow New York team in the Jets. So uh, that, to me especially not only from a pass rushing standpoint, the Cardinals still can't stop the run. They're giving up almost the highest yards per carry of any team in the NFL. And we saw it when the, when the LA Rams wanted to run the football bull Brock last weekend, they could cam Akers ran over the Cardinals after they kicked yet another field goal. And, and they were on their way to going up 27 to nine or whatever. And they had a fumble on the one yard line because Buda Baker's f- fantastic, but the mm-hmm. Cardinals defensive line and their linebackers just get blown off the ball. Like, I, I'm at the point this offseason, I know we're, we're three games in. Maybe you can add some pieces. Like, can we remake the front seven? Can we get some new blood in there? Deron Payne would, would obviously fit the build for me. Uh, would absolutely be pro that. We'll have to, you'll have to give us a little bit more time, Rohan, to, just to see what other options there are. But I think that that's tough, though, because, Bo, not many teams – with seven playoff spots up for grabs, I think are going to be completely out of it. Right. And right. it's hard It's hard to pry away premium positions like pass rusher and defensive tackle from teams trying to sell their fan base on the fact that they are, um, you know, going to be competitive. Um, it's a little easier if you're looking for like a running back or a wide receiver heading to free agency. Payne, to me, I mean, he's, he's a focal point. He's a centerpiece. 13th overall, 25 years old, and something that I, I would definitely – get excited about just like the game time app uh, game time. One of the best, one of the best things we absolutely do with promotions here. And listen, we talk about a lot of promotions. I love them all, but I am a 
typical procrastinator. You ask my wife, I don't do anything around the house until last minute. I'm scrambling. And that's why game time is near and dear to my heart. You can go and get on the app, save 60% Bo Brock on tickets. When you buy last minute, it's great for you. The, the procrastinators out there, just like me and the best way Bo Brock that you can support us. If you're listening is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. So when the Cardinals play the Eagles in a couple of weeks and you're thinking, Hey, I'm going to check out game time, do it the day before, do it same day. And you might get a sweet, sweet deal on some card tickets here at State Farm Stadium. You can save up to 60% sometimes on uh, game day purchases. Mike hit us up on, on Twitter. He said, Hey, what's yep. that app you guys said to use? And we said, Philly game. That's the next home game for the Arizona Cardinals. If you're on the road, you're for some reason going across the country, Hurricane Ian, and you're going to try, you're going to be in the Queen City of Charlotte. You want to check out the Arizona Cardinals and you want to save a couple bucks while buying some tickets. Game time, easiest way to do it. We are recording this episode uh, late at night. This is uh, this is PHS Cardinals after dark, and it might be tough for me, Johnny, to take it down a notch and and hit. Hit, hit uh, old dreamland. So I might actually <laughs> tap into our friends over at OG, something that they've came, just came out with. They, they're changing the game, too. They launched yep. their brand-new Sleep Edition gummy, and you're not going to want to sleep on these. You heard us right. OG's is now flavoring dreams with a 2-to-1 THC to CBN ratio gummy. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling asleep and staying asleep. And this mm. Sleep Edition gummy is Aquaberry flavor, which is delicious. Highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and on Instagram. You can find their products, your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Let's continue this mailbag, Johnny. What else we got? Yeah, well, we got the question I think that's on the mind of a lot of people. This is from Osmosis Jones at Osmosis Jones 102. Is the struggles of Collins, Zayvon Collins, and Isaiah Simmons on themselves or is it on the coaching and how can we change our ways of developing players because it's been so tough for young players to play or even get adjusted to the system. And I mean, this outside of why can't this team score points? It's why can't this team develop young players? Why can't they get on the field? And I'll be frank. Like I do think it is probably 80, 20, the coaches versus the players. Um, the blame 80% on, on the coaching staff, as Joseph, Cliff Kingsbury, because if, if it was just Simmons, Bo Brock, and he was isolated, and Mize Sanders is playing, Trey McBride is playing, and Zayvon Collins is settled in, then you could look at Isaiah Simmons as an outlier, right? And you could say, it's on you, Isaiah Simmons. You don't love the game. You don't study enough, right? You, have to, you were kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master at none now in the NFL because you know we, we thought you were this unicorn at Clemson. And that all could be true at the same time. But, I mean, they played the least amount of snaps of any rookie class in the NFL by a large margin. They do not value rookies in the first year. And then in this case of like Byron Murphy, year two, he played less for Vance Joseph. They like veteran players, for better or worse. That's their cross to bear. But I would even say, we've talked about this before, Bo, like Devondre Campbell was in this system. He was fine, but he got worse as the season progressed that year. He's been an all pro in Green Bay. Like there's some inefficiencies with this coaching staff. And I, I would have, I'm at the point now, if you're a draftee and you get drafted by this franchise, first, second, third round, like, are you going to be excited? Not win loss wise, but the fact that mm -hmm. you may not play for 18 to 24 months, that, that to me, it's a, 
it's, I always lean blame coaches before players because I, I, I see the talent with Isaiah Simmons. You see the talent. Zayvon Collins can play maybe not first round worthy, but I, to me, it's, it's on Vance. It's on Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I mean, the, the coaches should be able to harness that type of athleticism uh, at least in a, in a bit role and, and, and beyond 15 snaps, like a, a bit role. I mean, like should never leave the field for Nick Vigil or Ben Neiman ever or Tanner Vallejo, like that. You can't just, you can't just narrow his focus and say, Hey, this is your role on this down in this situation. And it, that, that's definitely, that falls on the shoulders of coaching, but also there's a disconnect between Steve Keim and the prospects that he scouts and how they're going to be utilized with his coaching staff. It's just too, it's too vast. It's too large of a, a, a disconnect to where, you know, they, they're, they're getting zero production from their draft classes outside of Kyler Murray, you know, year one, you're just not getting anything. I mean, Marco Wilson, like you mentioned, like was kind of thrown to the flames a little bit, but he was in a three cornerback rotation and, and yeah. Robert Alford was part of that room at one point. So it's, it really is, it, it does fall on the coaching staff and I, I don't understand the reluctance to do it and to not to know that they're, they're killing themselves down the road and they're killing their ability to kind of keep and develop and, and sign these guys to next, next contracts. Like if, if Cliff Kingsbury and, and you know, Kirk wasn't one of uh, Christian Kirk wasn't Cliff Kingsbury's guy. He was his, his first year was 2018 with Josh Rosen and head coach was Steve Wilkes, but you know, they couldn't find out and they couldn't get him locked in early enough to where he wouldn't command the contract that he did this season. Like more ideal, you know, team friendly deal that the Cardinals yeah. would have been could have gotten a year earlier. They didn't do it because I don't think they knew what they had. I mean, yeah. I, I don't disagree that they didn't pay him what he got, uh, but you probably could have gotten him in before he goes. And now they're staring down, you know. How many guys? Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, uh, Trayvon Mullen. Dave, we have no idea what Trayvon Mullen is. He played eight snaps on special teams. Didn't even see this a defensive snap in his debut for the Cardinals. I mean, how are they going to diagnose who they want to keep? And you know, are they even going to play next year uh, if they're signed to extensions? I mean, it's it's just they're just shooting themselves in the foot over and over with this and how they approach uh, their young players. How do you even know what to pay a Zach Allen or a Byron Murphy? <laughs> like it just like you didn't know what to pay Hassan Reddick. I mean, Hassan right. Reddick was put out of position. Then they figured it out, and they still kind of, I don't know, undervalued him and allowed him to go to Carolina. And then everybody saw it again in the right role, and he got paid by Philadelphia, and he, and he went home. And and to your point, it's just like I I, I don't give Cliff more relief way. But I did feel like Rondell Moore was going to play a lot last year until he got hurt. Um, you know, Josh Jones probably isn't as good as Kelvin Beecham right now. But, I mean, Josh Jones plays when they need him to play. The yeah. Trey McBride thing is, I think, a product of – and, again, it sounds like I'm making excuses. I I, I promise I'm not. The, <laughs> I, I don't think that they thought Trey McBride was going to be an option, and that was literally a draft pick for a rainy day and they couldn't pass up the value because they already signed Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was cemented. They just predominantly used one receiving tight end. So I, I looked to the v defense with Vance Joseph, and I mean, I was excited about this coaching staff in 2019, 
because Jalen Thompson developed and played a lot, and so did Kyler Murray. And all you know, Byron Murphy played a little bit more down the stretch. So I thought mm-hmm. because Bruce Aarons didn't play rookies all that often. I mean, we, we have really had an organizational shift since 2013. 20, I mean, I don't even remember at this point if Ken Wisenhut played a bunch of rookies, but this franchise has never embraced 21, 22 year olds playing pivotal roles on Sunday, especially Arians and 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 Cliff Kingsbury staffs. It's just not an option for them. And they feel like they would rather go with veterans. And and to me, Bo Brock, like I think that's an indictment of your coaching. If you can't get young, talented people who succeed at the highest level of college football to come in and and understand what you're trying to teach, and you feel like you have to get a, a fucking 32-year-old journeyman because he's been around, so he's seen it, he's seen more, so you just plug him in there. To me, that that's the biggest indictment I can have on this coaching staff that I like on the surface that you should be able to take a 24, 25-year-old Isaiah Simmons or however old he is, and he ought to be able to seamlessly transition to this defense after a year, a year, and that we're not even close to that. He's playing 16 snaps a game. Right, and, and it's it's a coaching staff that needs what what is it uh, as far as they the gratification they need. They're not willing to wait for it down the line at all. Like they're not willing to take their lumps by playing young guys early. Like they need, they feel like they're going to go out there, they're going to fail with these veterans out there. But it's it's failing all this. It's all the same. Like if you're going out there and you can't, if if they're you know not. They can't compete because, but they know the system. It doesn't matter. Why not put guys out there and get the live reps? I mean, it's that's that's more valuable than you know keeping the score close or whatever they feel like they can get because it's it's just not worth it. It's just they're they're killing themselves as far as not being able to develop these guys. And, and like, there's so many guys that have more questions than answers as far as players that have been drafted on this team. Like we mentioned, we bring up the free agent contracts and then we bring up Zave and Isaiah. It's like, there's so many different brackets. You can tear them out. It's like guys who you don't know if you're going to extend guys. You don't know if you can trust on a play-by-play basis or guys, you know, with, with Zave, it's like he's playing now. It's like, is he, is he improving? It's really a wild, wild dysfunctional franchise right now that, you know, you hope in things that can, what's going to change that are wins. And, and playing better each and every Sunday because right now people aren't seeing any progress. They've only seen decline, you know, for, for what is it? Eight out of the last nine games. Yeah. And I think that's what, again, made 2019 so exciting. It's just like this team showed signs of life and they were playing young players and Kyler Murray franchise quarterback in the making. And it's like, yeah, we can, we can do moral victories. And even in a kind of transitional year for the Cardinals, like, if they were getting splash plays from a bunch of young players and you could see it and it, they weren't crossing the finish line against the chiefs, but they were competitive. That's easier to stomach than four quarters of a team just looking like they're sleepwalking after a, you know, a country club training camp. And that's what we had. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for Cardinal fans too, because we love the draft. We're going to hype up the draft again this year. Cardinals have a bunch of draft picks, but I mean, when, when are we going to see those players play? And I think, if you're thinking about Cardinals making moves midseason, we ought to embrace that. At this point, Steve Kime, that's his best attribute, is training pick for players, a la Hollywood Brown right now. Looks like a nice acquisition for this team. And we know Cliff Kingsbury seamlessly inserted Kenyon Drake, seamlessly inserted Zach Ertz. Marcus Golden came in here with the staff and played right away. So I, that, to me, it's like 
let's just if if we get through a quarter of the season and they don't look good, especially after Carolina is is not the juggernaut those three teams are face the season doesn't have anywhere close to the same talent. Um, then then you got to start thinking about making a pivot move and um, trying to save the year. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we might get to a point after Sunday if they lose Sunday. I think it's worth talking about that. What do, what do you need to do to salvage the season? Because mm-hmm. there's you know thirteen more games left, and you've got minimal production from a bunch of veterans, and you refuse to play rookies. You know, just call, start calling up other teams and, and making a deal and trying to cash in. And you can cash in, by the way, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, $200 back in free bets if they do. I'm on DraftKings night and day. I got my father set up on DraftKings, Bo. He's gambling on baseball tonight. God, God help him. But he's got a couple of tasty parlays <laughs> this weekend that he and I try to go in on one parlay per week, kind of mirror each other. Uh, he's doubling down on the Raiders uh, to beat the Broncos this weekend. I, I cannot go with him on that ride again. I can't support Josh <laughs> McDaniels anymore. Uh, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up same game parlays. And right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with buyouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step up same game parlays once per day all season long. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. What's he What's he like about the Raiders? He just feels like it's due factor, is he? Yeah, it's due factor. The Broncos can't score points, but I, mm. I feel like it's a get-right game against old Chandler Jones and the Raider defense that couldn't stop Derrick Henry and Brian Tannehill and a bunch of scrubs last week. Yeah. Um, due factor. Uh, I can't. I'm due, I'm due to not watch Josh McDaniels coach anymore. I, I'd love to see... I'd love to just kind of see uh, Russell Wilson lose to the 0-3 Raiders. He's such a goober. You see the most recent sandwich commercial he did? I Yeah, people were hating on that. I just I, Is he washed? Is there a possibility that he's just done? I mean... You gotta... You have... I mean, as, as down in the dumps as you can be about a Cardinals team right now, watching that game on primetime... Talk about a, you know back-to-back duds on primetime, by the way, but... You know, watching the Jimmy G Russell Wilson game on primetime was was absolutely brutal and has to give oh, you some it. sort of optimism. Yeah, it's great. Eleven to ten. I think you know, I think the hand Nathaniel Hackett's in over his head. And yeah, there's a really just good possibility that Pete Carroll and John Schneider pulled an Andy Reid when he traded McNabb to Washington. I'm getting kind of those same vibes from Russell Wilson and Sign that huge deal. I feel for our guys over at DMVR. It's it's tough to kind of. It, it's still early. You're not. It's you're writing early. them off. You're writing them off. I feel like it, but just wow. glad he's writing off in the AFC West. Not not completely. We'll see. We'll see. It's 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 just easy to kind of root against the goober like like Russell Wilson, even though he does everything. He does everything right. Uh, you know, I could be, I could be, it's just that that's, he that's looks petty he- on my part. He looks heavy. No, it's not. It's great. He looks heavy to me. <laughs> like he, yeah. he can't really move around anymore, but mm-hmm. I thought he would age kind of breeze esque and he's great from the pocket. And I don't know. I, I thought it would be, he's a, not as I accurate as Drew win. Breeze. Yeah. Not nearly I, picked, I picked him to win the division. That looks like a terrible decision. They are two and yeah. one. 
Um, yeah. and he, let me tell you about some good decisions though. Yeah. That, that yeah. Give it to me. I've, I've cut back on soda and in the, the best thing about it is it's these liquid deaths. They're, they're murdering my, my thirst for sugary drinks because they're delicious. Either meant like uh spring water. They've got the sparkling water, the, the mountain spring water. You're like liquid death. That, that doesn't sound like spring water. Water doesn't sound like Aquafina or Dasani or Fiji or, what was the what was the Norwegian one that comes in a glass bottle? It's it comes in a can and it mm. looks metal. It looks like you're gonna go watch uh, just um, Guar play at the Auchin Pavilion and just melt your face off. And they're just uh, liquid liquid death's unbelievable. It's why is it called liquid death? Because it's brutally murdering your thirst and it's also helping you recycle uh, their tall boy cans. It's not the plastic bottles that they're just gonna go. Um, sit in the landfill. It's death plastic bottles. They also donate ten percent of their profits that can be sold to help kill plastic pollution. I love that Liquid Death. It's delicious. It's refreshing. You can get free shipping on water and merch from LiquidDeath.com/phnx. That gets you free shipping. It's LiquidDeath.com/phnx or find Liquid Death at local Target, Fries, Sprouts. That's where I get mine. Uh, liquid Death. Murder your thirst. Murder your thirst. We murdered this Bird Gang Blitz first inaugural mailbag of the NFL season. Thank you so much for the comments, the questions. We love the engagement. We get a ton of engagement on PHNX Cardinals t- Twitter, and it's all because of you. Uh, had our best month to date in September. Cardinals didn't have their best month, but Bo and I did. Mm-hmm. And that's because uh, of the of the the listeners and the views, and we appreciate it. All of that. Bo and I will be back. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, guess what? Pop over to Four Peaks, hang out. We've got a live show there, 4 p.m. It'll be a great time as we begin our initial preview of the Carolina Panthers hosting the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We're back tomorrow. Peace. Peace.